friends, in the previous episode, we have discussed about business strategy as well as trade-off, the choice of what not to do. We also suppose a case in which you are a CEO and you're gonna do a startup by opening a furniture retail store and you had a set of decisions to make in terms of location and customer service. So today, I'm gonna talk to you in depth about a representative example of the term trade-off and which is the case of IKEA because it is also a furniture retail store and we're gonna talk in depth about its trade-off in terms of the location and customer service as well but today episode, I'm gonna talk about location only Rather than try to compete with department stores in the city center, IKEA has always preferred large multi-story buildings away from the bus store with only a few exceptions like in Grand Hong Kong. And with this far cheaper real estate, the company can build equally giant attached parking lots. At this point, there are two questions that arise. First of all, why do they need such giant store with giant parking lots? And the second question is, are the customers willing to take a 30-minute car drive to get to IKEA just to buy furniture? So for the first question, the reason why they need such giant parking lot and giant store is because of their design. For the most retailers, they always try to design their stores in order to maximize the time that customers spend inside. In IKEA, they take this approach to the extreme. By arranging a store like a transit line, the customers are guided through a store by a one-way path. As a result, the company can have total control of the shopping experience and force you to look through all of its department. And this one-way path will begin in the showroom, then flows into the market hall where small items can be picked up instantly and then ends in the warehouse. For IKEA, the warehouse is not only a place to store all of the items, its store is the warehouse itself. And why do they place the showroom first and then the warehouse? This disposition is not random because as the products displayed in the showroom now reappear in the warehouse, people's tendency to buy selected products will highly increase. And I must say that IKEA, they have used psychology very well in order to nudge the customers to buy more. The average visit often lasts for a whole hour and a half at many of its stores and by one estimate, 60% of items purchased at IKEA are unplanned. Customers can pick items by themselves without needing too much advice from the staff. It's because IKEA's strength is low price. Most of the furniture are relatively low in price as they are manufactured at low cost thanks to simple and basic design. When you think of purchasing furniture for your home, you tend to think of something that must be sustainable and last for a long time. So would people find this cheap and simple furniture appealing? The answer is yes, because the potential customers at IKEA 
are people who start moving at a new home and have limited budget to spare on furniture. But they are not the only type of customers at IKEA because what the brand communicates to customers is not only cheap price but also slick, minimal, and affordable furniture. So how can they do that? IKEA, they uses the color white everywhere through the store, white cupboards, white closets, and if Apple was to design a closet, it would probably look like the IKEA's closet. So why do they pick the color white? You know that our brain perceives everything through the context. The notion of that white there symbolizes clutter-free, pure, simple, transparent, without saying all those words. Through the judicious use of white that is broadless, IKEA communicates what you aspire for your home, which is clean, simple, and elegant. To conclude, in this episode, we know that IKEA choose suburban area to place its store is because, first of all, its strength is cheap price, and secondly, the store is the warehouse itself, so it would need really large space. In terms of the cheap price, what they communicate about it doesn't synonymous with low quality as people would often assume. They tell us about a story of a minimal lifestyle. Before the founder and CEO of IKEA died in 2018, he claimed only to fly economy, never stay in luxury hotels, and use public transit, staying true to the company's values. Thanks to the design of the store, the customers are not to buy much more than they need and the company can minimum employees needed in ground area basis, which will in turn reduce the operating cost tremendously. So you gotta see that all the factors in this strategy have reciprocal effect on each other. That can increase the difficulty of wholesale imitation and decrease the value of partial imitation. So, are the customer willing to take a 30-minute car drive just to get to IKEA to buy furniture? And are you curious about all the psychology effects that IKEA has applied to nudge the customers? I will talk to you about it in the next episode. See you!